Springtime. Winter, wait a minute. Winter, spring, summer, fall. No, fall time. I'm sorry. I always get everything. I got to go uh, say everything in order or whatever, and I'll get mixed up like that. Uh, but thank God for the change of seasons, right? We get to enjoy all of them. I wouldn't like to live somewhere where it's hot all year round or cold all year round. Uh, I love Philadelphia. Born and raised here, and uh, there's nothing like it. Good food, good weather, good people. Amen? And we got a great God, great God, but our great God is everywhere. Amen? No matter where you go, he'll be there. If you're there, uh, and you'll realize he's there. Amen? He's there. He's out, the, out uh, looking for you if you're lost. Probably he the Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come to seek the righteous. Our minds are often backwards. Uh, I'll get a call and say, the person will say, Pastor, help me. I, I really fell into sin. I backslid. I said, well, what do you need help with? What do you, what do you uh, need help with? Well, I messed up. Hey, well, thank God you got a God that helps you when you mess up. But it doesn't change. If you don't mess up, you still need him just the same. The mindset is, okay, if you're doing well, uh, you're going to church and everything's going good. God, I don't need you anymore. I'm fine. Whoa. Whoa to you. Our purpose is not uh, trying to live a righteous life. Our purpose is to walk with Christ. And he's going to be with you and stay with you no matter what, through thick and thin, uh, through the ups and downs, through the mountains and the valleys. And when you do fall, the Bible says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you won't woe in yourself, but you'll get the glory in his mercy and glory in his forgiveness. Amen. What a mighty God. We serve, what a forgiving God, what a loving God. Uh, the times you fall is the times when you get the glory and how loving and forgiving your God truly is. Uh, those are the times not to regret and to woe and live in uh, misery and regret, but to live for the Lord in his mercy and forgiveness. It ought to strengthen you and further your walk with God. Lord, you can forgive me again. Thank you. Jesus said those that have sinned the most will be forgiven the most and therefore will love me the most. The devil knows that and he wants to try to stop it. Uh, those that have sinned the most and he'll point his finger at you and make you feel no good. But those that have sinned the most will be forgiven the most. Will God still forgive a sinner that have, has sinned that much? Sure he will. Those that have sinned the most will be forgiven the most. Why? Because the devil wants to stop you, so you won't love him the most. Amen. But if you see how good Christ is, you'll realize uh, that he is everything and the only thing that's worth living for. And you will love him more and more each day. Through every fall you make, you should love him more. Through every mountain you climb, you should love him more. And realize it's not by your strength 
or by your power, for we have none. If God takes his hand off you for one moment, you're consumed by the devil, by your own flesh, and by your own pride. And the best of all will only be the most self-righteous and the most prideful. That's why God has to humble us us, uh, frequently to keep us close to him. Our walk is all about him. It's never about ourselves. If you realize uh, how much God does for you, you'll realize how much you need him more. And there's no difference. Uh, Pastor, help me. I backslid. What do you need help with? Trust in Christ as you always have. Nothing's changed. You're still the same person. I've known people, uh, somebody will fall. We'll hear, we'll hear about, um, I don't know, Brother Justin. He went out and he, he went on. He, we, I found him in a bar last night and he was partying away. I hope not, Brother Justin, right? And next thing you know, guess what? It's our first inclination to shun. Shun, Brother Justin. Get out. Stay away from me. Stay away from me, right? But that is the time where the Bible says to restore such a one, lest he be overcome with much sorrow. Lest he be overcome with much sorrow. We're going to be in 2 Kings tonight. 2 Kings tonight. The book of the Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2, the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 2, we have Elijah, the great man of God, Elijah, and then Elisha. These are the most two confused men in the Bible. How many of you mix them up? I still do. Uh, But when you get a little handle on them, You'll at least know, sometimes you'll mix up what one another did, but you'll at least get a grip on who came first and and maybe some key points about each one. But in 2 Kings chapter 2, in verse 1, the Bible says, it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Uh, God had commanded Elijah to uh, anoint Elisha the next man of God. And Elijah spent the time uh, training Elisha. Elijah spent the time uh, trying to uh, underguard and secure Elisha to train him to be uh, the next man of God for Israel. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Uh, So they went down to Bethel. Elisha had a heart to stay with Elijah the man of God. Elisha knew that he uh, would follow in his footsteps and be the next man of God for Israel. So Elisha had a heart and passion uh, that Elijah had. Verse 3, And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Somehow uh, they knew that the Lord would take Elijah up into heaven. This is a picture of the blessed rapture, amen? One day it will be here uh, where I hope you don't see me go up. I hope we see each other go up, amen? Uh, But if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, uh, the Bible says the wrath of God abideth on you. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And the wrath of God abideth on 
him. Uh, the great notable day of the Lord is at hand, and there will be a time of God's pouring out of his judgment on this wicked world. It will not be the time of the Antichrist. No, it won't be the reign of the Antichrist. It won't be the judgment of the Antichrist. You hear some uh, people just saying we need to stay away from the Antichrist. Listen, the Antichrist will come. It is God's will that he comes. And to keep my mind in perspective, if the Antichrist was uh, running for office, I will vote for him. Why? Because it is the Lord's will that he will be here. Why? And we won't. And in that time, it's the judgment of Christ being unleashed to this world, not the judgment of the Antichrist, not the judgment of the devil, not the judgment of this world. It will be God's judgment upon this world. He will first remove his bride, the Bible says. In the moment of a twinkling eye, in the last trump, uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We will be with our Lord. It will come. That day will come. Uh, know you not, uh, Elijah, Elisha, that the Lord will take away thy master. Know you not, church, that our master is coming and will take us away. It's coming. It could be here tonight. It could be here tomorrow. It could be here. Well, let me say this. It will be here, and it is coming soon, that rapture. Our Lord for us is coming soon. The Bible says the church is the Lord's bride. We are the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're saved today, you are part of that bride. Amen. And no good husband will leave his bride behind in danger. No good husband will leave his bride uh, to be here on earth without him. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for his blessed bride. Make sure you're a pretty bride for your Lord. Amen. Make sure you're unspotted from this world. Uh, make sure you don't belong to another uh, when the Lord comes. Amen. He's coming for you. And make sure you're for him and kept for him. And Jesus said, make sure you are watching and waiting and ready uh, when your husband comes to come and get you. And the sons of the prophets uh, that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master? He said, yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. Verse 4, and Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Uh, Elisha, Elisha had a passion to stay with Elijah. Verse 5, and the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as a soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view far off. And they two stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. So they two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask, what shall I do for thee? Before I be taken away from thee, and Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked that, uh, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. 
He took up also the man of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the man of Elijah and fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets that were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how uh, people can see what spirit uh, lies within you? That there's something different about you. Elisha, you weren't like this before. Uh, what something different about Elisha. Now, uh, we can say that it was from the miracle that happened here. Uh, when Elisha picked up Elijah's mantle and smote the waters, uh, they parted hither and thither, here and there. They just divided, and he walked on dry ground. Uh, but Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of Elisha, Elijah's spirit, a double portion. That didn't mean twice the power. That didn't, mean, that didn't mean twice the strength. That didn't mean twice uh, anything. It meant twice of what Elisha had. Whatever Elisha had, he knew he needed more. If he's going to undertake this great task of being a man of God for Israel, uh, of, of help leading people. Uh, listen, Elijah was a, a passionate man. Well, Elijah was a man of faith. That when he said, it shall not rain, Ahab, it didn't rain for three years until he said again, it's going to rain. By faith, the Bible says. Uh, the Bible says he went to town to town. He, he helped out uh, the widows and, and he helped out people. He gave advice and he strengthened the nation of Israel. Amen. That was his spirit. Strong man for God. Elijah didn't have any power. That power was God's power. It was his faith. He couldn't call on the rain and say, rain no more. No. But he knew who could. The master of the sea, which is Christ. When Christ was in the ship and the waves, winds and waves tossed about, the disciples, uh, they were so full of fear. How can you be so full of fear when you have God in the ship with you? How can you be so full of fear, Christian, when you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of you? People deal with so much depression, anxiety, and even sin when you got God himself living in you. Uh, but Jesus, they woke him up, and he was a little upset. Finally, he got to lay his head down and, and get some sleep. And he got up, and he rebuked the winds and waves. And the, the roaring sea just went to a calm. A dying calm. And he turned to the disciples and said, Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of, listen, Elijah had a, a spirit of faith. Faith is of the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. We have not faith of ourselves. Uh, the Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Uh, we are people who like to see things first. It has to make sense on paper. And the more knowledge you have, most likely the less faith you're going to have and the more struggles you will come to. Why? Because the more figuring out you have to do. This doesn't make sense. I can't do this for God. I'm already tied up with this. Oh, if you bump God out, you have no life to live at all. For God is life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You never push Christ out of your boat for anything. You'll deal with the winds and waves with nothing to calm them down if you push Christ out the ship first. Oh, but he's the only one you must keep in your life. Never push the Lord out. Uh, people struggle with uh, so many different problems in their life because Christ is not in their life at all. He's constantly being pushed out uh, for work, uh, for pleasure, for ease, for entertainment. Where does Christ fit in your life, Christian? He ought to be first and foremost. He ought to be a pedestal raised up on high. You ought to have a throne in your heart specifically for the Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to have your day revolving around the Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to have your thoughts revolving around the Lord Jesus Christ. Let every thought be brought into captivity, the Bible says, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul said, I, I bring my body into subjection, lest by any means uh, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. And he brings his body under the Lord Jesus Christ and for the Lord Jesus Christ. Elijah uh, had a spirit of faith. He had a spirit of passion. He stood up to Ahab and Jezebel. Jezebel was a wicked woman. Now, although Jezebel was very wicked, I wouldn't name my daughter Jezebel. Although I call my daughter Jezebel sometimes when she's bad. But I, don't, I wouldn't name my daughter Jezebel. Jezebel is a bad name. You, should, you can never name your daughter Jezebel. She was a very, very wicked woman. Ahab was also a very wicked man. But together, they were a team. You read, I love reading about Ahab and Jezebel. They were a husband and wife team. They stuck together. They fought together. They had each other's backs. But unfortunately, it was for the wrong. If anything, we can learn, listen, husbands and wives, uh, get, you, ought to, you ought to keep each other's backs. You ought to uh, support each other. You ought to work with each other, but for the right, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Be a team for Christ, that your kids may be blessed and that you could be a light uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ to many. Elijah was a passionate man. He didn't compromise. You remember what the... Uh, uh, all the hundreds of prophets of Baal. And they set up the bulls and they call, he called fire down from heaven and just consumed the bullock and then consumed the false prophets. 450 prophets of Baal. Wow. It was him versus everyone. He didn't mingle and say, you know what, I'm just, I, I believe what I believe and I, I, nobody knows it, but it's not like I'm getting involved with them. I'm just there. No, he stood against it. He stood, he had a stand against it. This is what I believe because it's right, amen? Because the Bible tells me so. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on his holy word, the B-I-B-L-E. Get the new look from the old book. Get the new look from the Bible. Get the new look from the old book. Get the new look from God's word. The inward look, the outward look. The upward look, the downward look. Get the new look from the old book. Get the new look from God's word. Elisha knew, listen, if I'm going to be a man of God, I cannot settle for who I am and what's going on in my life now. He didn't say, I need double the power that you had, Elijah. Elijah said, fine, that's double or nothing. I got no power. I got no power. Yeah, I prayed 
to the one who had power, and God answered my prayer. Yeah, I prayed uh, and said, Lord, have it not rained? I got no control of the weather. Yeah, I uh, raised people from the dead in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I have not that power. I just believe in who does. But Elisha knew that. He didn't pray and say, give me double your power. No. He said, I, want, I need a double portion. A double portion, Elisha. I need to double my faith. I need to double my passion. I need to double my stand for God. If I'm going to go ahead, uh, there comes a time in every Christian's life where God kind of throws you in the water. Now it's your turn. There comes a time where there's an amount of preparation made, and then it's action time. Some Christians buckle under the weight, and they run. Some allow the Lord to use them in a great way, and they impact their generation for Christ. And we need more and more uh, Christians that are willing to say, Lord, I don't need more money. I don't need popularity. I need a double portion of the Spirit of God. I need to double what I have now. I need to double my faith. I need to double my love for others. I want to share with the church what the Lord has recently taught me. The Bible says that a man of God ought to be lovers of good men. That's easy to say, right? Lovers of good men. Who doesn't love good men? Well, I didn't. You know what? Most people love wicked men. People will love sports figures. People will love uh, the entertainers. People will love them, right? And we're jealous of the good men. I'm describing myself here. I was jealous of good men. I would look at somebody... Maybe another pastor that had, hmm, oh, he's got a Bible college. Well, that Bible college is probably not good, right? I'm just giving examples. And I would not say that verbally. Who would, right? But in my heart, it was there. A little, like, turning of contention sprang up. Where did this come from? I would push it back down. The whole point, it's there. Guess what? God took it away. Now here is some, a good man, good woman, family, striving for Christ. I said, praise God, Lord, keep them going for you. May they burn out for Christ. May they do more for you. And may I help them. If I can't help them in any other way, I'm going to at least pray for them now. And I have a love and affection for good men, people to prosper in Christ. There's always areas God wants you to grow in and free you from areas that are keeping you trapped and rendering you fruitless. If you look at a fruit tree, how many know about fruit trees? A fruit tree, you have to keep it trimmed. If you don't, Branches that are not bringing forth fruit will rob the good branches of the nutrition and nutrients. But if you keep them trimmed right, you'll have a good, solid, fruitful tree bringing forth fruit 
in his season. There's areas where God always wants to trim you. Not to hurt you, but out of love to make you grow and be fruitful. I remember one day I, I was swimming in this little creek or creek, however you want to say it, and I found a turtle. It was a snapping turtle. It was probably about that, the size of a grapefruit. And I turned it around, and you know it had a leech the size of the whole bottom of its shell. This leech was living off this poor turtle probably its whole life. The turtle shell was that, that big and the leech was that big as well. I, was, I tried to pull it off, but it, it was part of the turtle now. <laughs> I didn't want to kill the turtle. So what I do, I just, sorry turtle, better luck next time. <laughs> but listen, there's things in your life that are leeching off. It does you no good to be angry at somebody for the rest of your life. It does you no good not to forgive somebody. It does you no good not to love somebody. It does you no good. Listen, you might have had a bad father or mother, but it doesn't give you an excuse to be a bad child. You forgive your parent, you love them, and you be the best child you can be and realize that there's only one true good parent, and that's God, who will always love you and always do the right thing for you. We have no excuse. We have such a mighty Savior that through thick and thin, ups and downs, the love of Christ, Paul said, that constrains me. We have no excuse. You say, well, I can't do it. His grace will do what you can't do. Zechariah 4 says, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. But by His Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If you're saved today, you've got the Holy Spirit of God living inside you, and you need a double portion of the Spirit of Christ. We need people that would want a double portion of His Spirit. Lord, double, double what I have now. Jesus said, uh, go, go and be a light. Go and love. Go and let your works uh, prove who sent you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God, not you, but glorify God in heaven above. Double the faith, double the passion. Elijah, Elijah was a great man of God. Elisha said, if I'm going to be a great man of God, I need to double what I have now. Christian, how are you right now? If you're going to do something great for God, you need to double what you have now. How'd you feel when you prayed tonight alone? It felt good, didn't it? May we do that every day. May we not get filled with anxiety and stress. Stop and pray. Casting all that cares upon him for he careth for you. Jesus loves you and he'll take it from you. You deal with anything. Elijah knew who to call on. You don't have power. Nobody in here does. But I know who does. 
is my Savior, and he lives within you. May you get a double portion of the Spirit of God today. Now, you have all of them, but does he have all of you? The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you today, if you're saved. Does he have all of you? Double what you have today. Let your faith double. Let your prayer life double. Let your Bible reading double. Let your soul winning double. Let your passion for Christ double. Lord, I just want a double portion of what I have now. I want to be a great man of God like you, Elijah. I want it doubled. Give me double of what I have now. I'm going to need it. Don't settle for less, Christian. Be a great man. Be a great woman of God. Uh, we need you. We need you. We need you. Devil after you? You fall in sin? Look, look who's got it. Look who's, look who's for you. If Jesus is for you, who could be against you? Who? The devil wants you to stop. Don't quit. Jesus said, I'm going to close with this. Those that have sinned the most will be forgiven the most and therefore will love me the most. The devil wants you to stop at that love. He doesn't want you to love Christ more. You don't need to look at yourself. Look at the Savior. Don't look at your sin. Look at the Savior. Don't look at what you can't do. Look at who can do. Don't look at your inadequacies. Look at his grace. Don't look at your lack. Look at his power. Don't look at the winds and the waves. Look who's in the ship. And at his command, he rises up and says, Peace be still. And all turmoil is at rest. We need a double portion of the Spirit of Christ. May we get that tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for men like Elijah. Lord, and all the great women in the Bible as well, Lord. Ruth, Esther. Lord, from the beginning to the end, filled with men and women of God that you use as examples in your word. Lord, your word uh, is not a historical book. It's an eternal book. It was forever written. There was no time that it was written. It was written before the foundations of the world. Lord, your word forever was and forever will be. Lord, and I thank you for your mighty word, the holy scriptures of God that allow us to see uh, you through it and allow us to have our faith built on these things. Lord, thank you for all the men and women that you used in the past. And Lord, thank you for all the men and women that you are using now. And I pray, oh God, that you continue to do a work through this church and through all your children. May we be as lights, Lord, and as the fires of hell, as sin, as the flesh and the devil fight against your wonderful bride. Lord, we know that we prevail in the end through the blood of the Lamb. May we all cling to the Lord Jesus Christ as our husband, as our guide, as our Savior. And may nothing uh, sink this vessel. May nothing bring us down. May the power of Christ go before us. May, Lord, you enable us by your grace. More, may you make your will plain as we walk on that straight and narrow. 
I pray, Lord, that you'll grip us up with your love when we're down. Strengthen us when we're weak. Protect us, Lord, when the enemy is about us. Provide for us, O oh God, uh, when we're in need. I pray you bless us. Lord, I pray that you'll give us a double portion of the Spirit of Christ, O oh God. May you double our faith, double our passion. Lord, double our uh, stand for you. And Lord, when the world stands against us, may we look to our Savior as uh, the fires, uh, the chariots of fire surrounded Elisha later on. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. God spoke to your heart as the piano plays. Would you come down today, uh, tonight, and ask for a double portion of the Spirit of Christ? Lord, double what I have now. Uh, may you double my faith. I want to be used by you. May you double my faith. May you double my passion. May you double my zeal. Keep me from sin. Keep me from this world. Keep my eyes on Christ, my true love. You say, I messed up too much. Well, you are the lucky one. You'll be the one who loves Christ the most if you keep on going. Let your life be a vessel used for Christ. Don't let Satan have you any longer. The Lord Jesus Christ takes the broken, the crippled, the sick, and turns them into vessels fit to be called children of God. May you give your last days for the Lord. One day the rapture will sound. Will you be looking up? Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith on this earth? Will I? You can say, Lord, yes, you will, right here. Yes, you, yes, you will, Lord, right here. You're going to find it with me. Hell or high water, Lord, you're going to find it with me. Amen. Get that passion. Some of us need to kick the devil out of our house. You let them in, get them out. Get them out. Protect your home. Get the devil out, get Christ in. Watch him bless it. You'll know by the spirit of the home. Is your home peaceful? Is it loving? If it's not, Christ is not there. I can say that with you. Are you peaceful? Are you loving? You're not of the spirit of the Lord then. You got the spirit of your flesh. You need Christ. You need a double portion. Lord, double it. Double it. Double what I have now. Amen. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you, oh God, uh, for all you've done. Thank you for always, God, taking us back. Always. There never will be a time where you will say, I don't want you anymore. You messed up too many times. Never, Lord. We do that, but you never will. As far as east is from the west, 
deeper than any ocean. Lord, you removed our sins from us and justified us, made us clean, washed in your blood. That's the power of the blood of Christ. We thank you for that. Help us all, Lord, to want to love you more each day. What good is trying to do everything right if we're not doing it out of love for Christ? May we keep it simple and may our hearts be Burn with love for, for you. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Next week, we're having our Fellowship Wednesday. We skipped tonight. Uh, we're going to have chicken cheesesteaks, is it? Something like that. Amen. Uh, but next Wednesday, we're going to have the kitchen moving. Pray that the sink will be in. We've got a lot of work to do to get that sink in. Uh, all the plumbing, everything. Uh, but we'll try to get that sink in for next week and uh, next Wednesday fellowship. If you can make it out this Saturday, uh, come on out. Come on out. We're going to have an evangelizing day, a soul-winning day, and try to give out these uh, these New Testaments, hopefully see some people saved, give out the the Word of God, the Gospel. Amen. And uh, we'll have a great time. 11 o'clock, try to be here. And Lord willing, uh, I'll see you Saturday. I'll see you Sunday at 11. God bless you.